Hello, and welcome to Grow With Soul. I'm Kate Ferris, a coach, writer, hiker, and recovering high achiever, and this is a work in life podcast. Join me for discussions and musings about how our work can be a small and magical part of a bigger, more meaningful life. So come on in, get comfy, and let's begin. Hello, and welcome to Grow With Soul. Today's episode is a deep dive into getting started with human design with Annika Roberts. Annika and I met in a group coaching program with Madison Morrigan sort of earlier this year, and I was always really sort of like dumbfounded by her depth of knowledge about human design and how nuanced it made not only her view of herself but also of the world. So I really wanted to get her on to talk about what human design is and how to get started with it as well as how to really use it in your life and in your work. But in the end, we ended up with much simpler answers than I'd imagined. So, let's get started. Hello. Hi. We've spoken a lot, but we've never spoken one-on-one. No, we haven't. It's always been in a group container. There's always been Madison, like, holding the space for us. Yeah. And obviously, probably people can tell you're in Australia. (laughs) So it's like this very nice dynamic where it's like your night time and my first thing in the morning, which I think is always interesting, like the different energies that brings. Yes. Yes. I'm at the end of my day. So who are you? (laughs) Which is just, which I just like dropped that on Annika before we started recording. I was like, I'll just start with an easy one. Who are you? And she was like, oh my God. (laughs) It's like, give me all the H, like give me all the human design questions. Give me all the other questions, but who am I? I'm like, okay, cool. How do I describe myself? But who am I? I am a guide. I am cafe owner I am like human design nerd I am a whole bunch of things like wear a whole bunch of hats and hold a whole lot of identities but really I am a human being navigating small decisions step by step in this world to try and become my most potent self but yeah some of the other like hats entrepreneur business owner guide mentor wife dog mom (laughs) yeah a whole bunch of different ones yeah that's still like quite a lot of hats actually when you start to list them out (laughs) oh and then I was just like all the different hats that I can think of but I'm like yeah let's just stop there (laughs) (laughs) so we are talking about human design and the reason that I wanted to get you on is that in our kind of various group calls that we've been on together it's almost like you have are bilingual in this other language and it's you see the world like somebody could just be talking and you're li- hearing it as a human design just like language and it's very interesting that you're kind of like in those two well in like the world and almost all in human design at the same time so 
I know that it's the kind of thing that there's lots of memes on Instagram. There's so about many. It. There's so much. There's so much pop hating going on at the moment. So many yeah. memes. So yeah, much there's... stuff. Yeah, and so it's the sort of thing that people might have kind of seen and gone like, "Huh," or they might know their type, but to actually use it for anything more than like chuckling at a meme, I like I personally don't know how I would do that. I know we've had conversations where you've been like, so, oh yeah, what type are you again? I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and I'm just like, let me pull up your chart. And, this, 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 and oh my God, I can hear this coming through, which is like you said, I'm like, I just listen to people and I'm like, I see, like hear it through the lens. And I'm like, oh, I bet that's this. I bet that's this. Let me go find that chart. <laughs> so I guess a good intro is like, what is human design? And you know, where, where's it come from? What's it based in? What's the origins? And how can people really get started if this is like their first time hearing the words or they've just kind of looked on some random website and then left? Yes. Um, well, human design was, it's a channeled system and it's a synthesis of a bunch of kind of Eastern wisdom traditions and it bridges those wisdom traditions with quantum physics, biochemistry, biology, and yeah, it kind of links the two. And it's a synthesis, so it's it's not the systems in in themselves. They use it; it draws on parts of the all the different wisdom traditions, and it just brings it together in a way that when I first started looking at it, I'm just like, it just makes so much sense because all of those systems kind of point to the same thing. They always kind of come to the same realization in different language, different words. And so when I found human designers, I just loved that it brought all of that. So it works. It uses aspects of like the Vedic chakra system. Um, the cabal tree of life, the Chinese I Ching, and then, yeah, the neutrinos in quantum physics. So I'm like, it bridges my loves because I was like super into yoga and the chakra system and Taoism and Zen, like all of those things. And I also did a like biochemistry degree at uni and did physics and loved those sciences. So this is something that kind of brings it together and like marries the two the spirit and the mechanical kind of side of things. And so what the system kind of does, it gives you your energetic blueprint of how you're here to function in the world. And it's like, it's so deep. As I learn more, I'm like, wow, I don't, like I, I just see how much I don't know as I keep learning. And it just goes so, so deep. But in essence, with your blueprint, it gives you the way that you're here to interact with the world, how your energy is here to be used. And it also gives you your decision-making kind of focus um, and so what they call that is strategy and authority so it gives you your strategy on how to function in the world and your authority which is the part of you that's here to make the decisions because society tells us that it's the brain but our brain has no point like there is no place for the brain in decision making because we just have so much more wisdom in the different centers of the body and it's different for everyone but there's a center of the body that is here to make those decisions for you and the brain and mind kind of just gets in the way. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really nice to outsource that authority to somewhere else as well because, and I think it's all things that, like what you're saying is things that we know, but like you say, we've kind of been conditioned. Like we know that our brains are just like- Getting in the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yet it's very hard, when you don't have an alternative, it becomes your your thing that you always default back to, even when you're trying to 
or you're conscious that it's not the most helpful. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like in human design, the brain is supposed to be the passenger. So it's called passenger consciousness and it's just, it's here for the ride. It's here to look at all the inspiring things and like research become like an outer authority for other people. But the brain is just never here to make our own decisions. And I kind of loved that because like you said, that's, it's one of the reasons why I love human design so much is because it gives me a language to explain what I'm doing. Like it gives me a language and a system or an explanation for all the different things that I kind of do that are outside the norm. And I've, you know, for like, not so much now, but like for years in the past, I was on the trajectory, you know, uni, marriage, house, kids, business, blah, blah, blah. Like that was my plan. And sort of the, like, but it was always squashing the things that I really wanted. And so the brain gets in the way saying, this is how it should be. This is what we should be doing. This is how life should be. And with human design, it gives you this language and this kind of explanation to like follow your actual, like whether it's, you know, whatever center it is, whatever, uh, wherever your authority lives, but it's like following your individuated choice so that you can become the most sort of unique, potent version of yourself, which I just love because like we're not here to all live the same lives. Mm. And human design really gives like that language to it because the more I learned I was just you know when you learn something about yourself a lot of it is like stuff that's just nice to know that you can't really do anything with because if you're living your strategy and authority it just happens automatically like it's not something you can make happen it's just something that you know you have a tendency to do already or something you kind of knew that that's how you're inclined to you know live your life and it just gives you this explanation and this language as to what's going on um, which I just found really comforting because it gives you like a permission slip almost to like discard that societal conditioning. Mm. See, that's interesting as well. And something that was coming up as you were talking is that probably people may have done like a Myers-Briggs test in the past or and or like the Enneagram and all that kind of thing. And I think sometimes personality tests or types um, can become like an excuse or a reason not to or a reason just like oh well I'm a INFJ so this is just how I am and I'm never gonna change (laughs) and it can become that very sort of it can make you more static I think and so and or it can become something that kind of confirmation bias if you like of well this is what type I am therefore this is why I'm doing x so I was thinking as you were saying about it kind of giving you a language to do the things you actually want to do like how much is that like a good excuse (laughs) and how much do you feel like that it's the truthfulness do you see where I'm getting at with this yeah yeah yeah. but like it's like you know do people put on the hat of well I'm a non-energy type so I just don't have energy so I just don't have the you know it's it's like putting on a new personality instead of being individuated and I think oh there's like there's plenty of that in human design (laughs) like Mm. there's plenty of that in every system and I think it just depends on how like because of the depth of human design and then because of the amount of information that you can like now find like you said the memes and like everything on the internet like you can find so much and if you like become identified with those things obviously you're just like you know that's your excuse to not do this or not do that 
Um, and so the thing that human design really kind of like the core teaching, like you can go so deep, but the core teaching is always strategy and authority. And so sometimes that doesn't match with, you know, whatever, whatever else is going on in the chart because it's not the right time. It's not the right place. It's not the right people you're around. But if you come back to that strategy and authority, it kind of points you in the right direction. So for instance, there's like some substructure and it's called the, they're called the variables, which like on Instagram, you'll see like the arrows, the arrows that point one way or the other at the top of the chart. And part of that is, you know, like to do with how you best take, like one of them is to do with how you best take information, how you best digest information. And so that obviously there's a few options in there. And it's like, you could become so over identified that anything outside of that, you sort of, you're making it wrong. You're making it that it's not going to work. But if you come back to strategy and authority, your authority might be giving you a no for those things all along. So it's a matter of like always returning to the body. And I think with human design, that's what I really like because it is this really embodied thing. It's this like, what is the decision now? What is the decision in this present moment? And always coming back to like letting the things fall away, even, you know, if there is something to identify within the chart, it's like, okay, but is this true for me now? Is this true for me in, you know, that particular body center that makes that that's here to make my decisions. I found kind of the wrong information, not the wrong information, but just not the right information. Um, and there's, it's so easy to get over identified because it's just, it, it can be like another hat that you put on and it's just like, this is who I am now. Um, but just returning to like that embodied, like present moment awareness and making decisions like sort of choice by choice, moment by moment, I think kind of helps with that. I want to ask you about how you first kind of came to human design, but actually I think because we've spoken a lot about the chart and not actually said what the chart is. Yes. (laughs) So maybe like a super 101, these are the real basics of like what a chart is, how you get a chart, when you get your chart, these are the things that you will find on it. Yes, yes, right. Backtrack. So the the chart is something we call a body graph, which is calculated by the position of the planets at time of birth. And then also your design portion of the body graph is calculated 88 days before your birth. And it's it looks a little, like when you first kind of look at it, it looks like a body. It looks a little like the chakra system on a body, but there's two extra centers. And so each center in human design sort of is governed by different areas of the physical body. Um, it governs different aspects of life, different themes. And yeah, the charts is kind of put together, yeah, based on where the planets were at your time of birth. It kind of activates different gates in your channel, which you can see by the like, highlighted numbers. So if you've got a body graph in front of you, you'll be able to see, yeah, what, what gates are highlighted, what um, centers you have defined and undefined. So where you have color, um, you're defined. Where you have openness or white centers, it's undefined in your chart. And the there's so many places that you can get your chart now. So I think the original is Jovian Archive, which is the website that was made by Araru, who who is the person who channeled the system. Um, but you can if you Google like human mm. design chart there are so many jovian archive is really good though that's where i've started getting all my information for the last sort of 12 to 18 months it's uh something that they call source information 
So it's a bunch of lectures by Ra. It's, a, it's lectures by the actual person who channeled the system. So, you know, you're getting proper source information as opposed to all the pop HD stuff. But that's the best probably place to get the chart when you're first looking. And then from there, it's just like a rabbit hole. It's like if you, when you first look at it, it just, you have no idea what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can't confirm. Yeah. <laughs> I got my job. I like, what's this? <laughs> exactly. And then you're like, so yeah, cool. That's my chart. And, you know, a lot of people will just move on from there because be like, this is too complicated. But when you get into it, it's once you understand the system, makes so much sense but getting a reading by someone getting a session with someone who works with the system is really good you can um on jovian archive and i think on mybodygraph.com maybe there are like a bunch of free recordings as well so you can start to get like little tidbits about your chart and um what the different you know centers mean what the different um aura types are and that sort of thing you can get so much information for free even on Jovian Archive, there's a bunch of free lectures that, you know, just go over the, ch- the, the aura types, which mm-hmm. is kind of like if you know nothing else, um, if you know your aura type and your – so that's your strategy and your authority basically. Like for somebody who is not looking to like, you know, go rabbit hole down into the system, if you've got those two things, you have everything you need to experiment with it. And so what about people, because this has actually happened, where a friend of mine was in a cafe and overheard people talking about human design. Oh, and then I she love asked, that. I mean, that happened to me. <laughs> she asked me if I'd ever heard of it. And I, and I was like, oh, yeah, and it's based on, like, when you're born. And she was like, oh, well, I can't do it then because I don't know when, what time I was born. So is there a way in for people who are like, well, who knows where my birth certificate is? My parents don't remember. Or, you know, I can't find out the time of my birth. Yeah, so the more accurate the time that you have, obviously, the better because, you know, I've done charts for twins and they change. So that's like, you know, a few minutes, five minutes or something like that. It's it's usually the kind of deeper stuff in the chart that changes, but there's definitely, definitely the, depending on what time, if you're sort of like right on the cusp, your whole type can change. Depending on how you're kind of going about it, a reader who has the paid software, so the software that I use, gives you like a kind of window, gives you a window of how like accurate the birth time is. So I usually just, you know, for somebody who's like, I don't have it, I just put in 12 o'clock midday or something like that. I might put in a morning time and an afternoon time as well. And it'll tell me, you know, the channels change here or the type changes here, the profile changes here. And if their type changes like throughout the day, then I'm just like, there's, there's almost no point in looking at it because you could be looking at the completely right, like wrong energy type. But if you kind of pop in, if you pop in a, you know, a 6am, a 12pm and a 6pm sort of time and the type doesn't change, that at least kind of gives you something to work with because, you, you know, it still at least gives you your strategy. And then hopefully if your authority doesn't change throughout the day, then at least you've still got those two core things. Beyond that, I know there's astrologers who do like regression charts and stuff like that where they actually can go back and find like a pretty accurate birth time. Um, mm. That's obviously for people who want to go like you know, hardcore <laughs> yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, there's, yeah, you know, if you're having a play with it, you can, as long as you're, as long as that strategy and authority is the same, at least that gives you something to play mm-hmm. with for the people who really don't have like any indication. 
Okay, cool. Thank you for that. So yeah, we said kind of like about the types and strategy. And so that's what people, once they get their chart, there's like the whole like body bit with the lines and the colors and just like- The planets on the side. And then what people, if they're like me, will probably do is like, I don't know what that means. And they'll scroll to the bit that's like, you are a generator (laughs) or whatever it is. I'd be like, okay, great. That's the bit I could understand. And then- either do something with that or not like just know which memes to look at um so yeah yeah yeah, use that information wisely yeah so yeah what are the types and just like a quick go over of like how the yeah the types and what they mean the types i love how you say like quick overall like yeah i I know (laughs) i was like i heard i heard um like a projector that i've worked with personally in like a mentor kind of thing she was my mentor um, Sam Sager, I remember her saying, there is never a quick conversation in human design. <laughs> and I'm like, so I will try and be concise. Um, but there's four major types, which are generators, reflectors, manifestors, and projectors. Um, and then there's a subtype in the generator category, uh, which is called a manifesting generator. But for like the aura type, there's four types for that purpose. And that's, so the type gives you the way that your aura is here to interact with um, the world, how you use your energy, and it gives you like what kind, like what the, what kind of aura. So there is the generator, which is like this open and enveloping aura. So when you're in a generator's presence, who is like living their type, who is like really following their like sacral response, their gut response, it feels like a like a warm hug like that's how I would describe like a generator living there like design just feels so nice to walk into that's like that that opening and uh, open and enveloping aura there is the I'm a generator um, right aren't I you you are yes (laughs) let me like I was like I should I was like I should get your chart up right I should have it on the side yeah full one generator um yes so there's generator there's projector which is what I am we make up like 20% of the population generators and manifesting generators make up about 70% um, percent of the population. So majority of the world is that, you know, so that open and enveloping aura. Projectors have a focused and penetrating aura. So it's like we work best one-on-one. We like once you've got our focus, once you've got our attention, it's like you've got our attention and we're going, we're going deep. We've got reflectors. Um, who have, I think they describe it as like a Teflon aura. So it's like they, like obviously the reflector being the name, it's like they kind of reflect what's going around. They reflect the health of a system. They reflect kind of the dynamics of where they are and who they're around. And um, then there's the manifesta, which is like a closed aura. Um, and they're here to initiate, like they're the initiators of the world. They're the back before, I think it was 18 like when when projectors came in and they're like man my brain's not working with dates but <laughs> manifestors were like the royalty they were the rulers they were the um like the people in control and i suppose that when i when you hear that it's like the closed aura was a protection mechanism but so they're like the four kind of types and then with the types you've got for your generator your strategy is to respond so that's the same for manifesting generators as well the strategy for projectors is to wait for the invitation 
which when I first heard, I was like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> that does like, not sound like something like, I want to do. <laughs> yeah, like, why do I want to do that? Yeah, when you first hear it, you're like, oh, okay then. When the, yes, the, the reflectors strategy is to wait for a lunar cycle, which is even more like, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> and the manifestors strategy is to inform. And so that's just kind of, it gives you, the basis of how you sort of interact, how you use your energy in the world. Mm-hmm. And is that the, you, would you kind of say that people, maybe people are listening and being like, oh, that's why I um, I interact like this? Or is it more of a kind of to try and do it more? It's, it's kind of both. So the strategy gives you your mechanics. And so it's like, it kind of says, when you operate according to your strategy and authority, things will magnetize towards you. The right people are brought to you. You know, the people on your fractal find you. Like it, It's like, you know, when you open up space and you let there be like the waiting, you're not trying to force something or push something, the right things come. Because everyone kind of has to wait in some aspect, even a manifesto who is, you know, here to initiate and to inform while initiating. It's like they have to wait for that pulse to be on because they're in they're a very like cyclical being so everyone's to some extent waiting for either the the energy to be there something to respond to someone to invite you or for an actual sort of period of time to be interacting with things and making decisions so it becomes a bit of both it's like something that you can very practically experiment with and like people do it really radically which I'm trying to do, but like I keep catching myself by responding to things and I'm like, damn it, I'm not supposed to do that. Um, <laughs> like I'm supposed to wait for the invitation. And it's it's something that once you are aware of it, you're like, oh, you know what? I actually really feel better doing that. Mm. Like even just like a really little example for like a projector, which like I've had sort of spelled out to me. And then I'm like, man, that makes so much sense. You know, a group text or something like that somebody says, you know, let's go on a hike, let's go do this Um, in a group text. All the generators, manifesting generators are responding to something. They're either a yes or they're no. They're like, yes, let's go hiking. Or like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, they've got their response. But as a projector, I'm like, I have nothing to that. But then someone will message me directly and go, hey, I really want you to come on this hike. And I'm like, oh, yes, of course. Like there's such an energetic difference when there's – like an actual invite or an actual like recognition. So that's the other piece of the projector is like we're waiting for recognition and then an invitation. So it's like, do they see me and want me? Whereas in a group chat, I usually just ignore it. And I'm just like, huh, I don't have the energy for it. And that's something that after the fact, when I was given that example, I was like, you know what, that makes so much sense because I just don't like, I don't respond to it because there is no response mechanism in me. Mm. And so things like that, little examples like that, where it's just like the most mundane thing kind of make a lot more sense. And then when you do start to like almost train the people around you to ask questions or to like interact with you in the right way, it's really interesting how different it can be. Because like we even, you know, like I have a team at the cafe and nearly all of them are generators and manifesting generators. Like I've got one or two other projectors and I've just started doing like the generator game so like even little things where I'm like I'm just gonna ask you yes no or this that questions for them to actually respond and it's just so funny how often they get caught up in the head even like for like what are you gonna have for lunch 
it's like if you ask them an open-ended question for starters like a generator is going to be like uh, uh like i don't know i have nothing to respond to like there's nothing to respond to it's like i don't know i can't come up with something but we play this generator game and i'm like do you want this or that or and they'll like kind of immediately respond to that or like if you ask them a yes or no question it's so funny how they'll pause and pause and pause i'm like no don't give me the like the answer in your head give me the like immediate gut response of like do you want this or not and so it's like something that they would do already but it's just so interesting how quickly the mind wants to step in and go oh but we shouldn't eat this because I'm trying to be gluten-free and I'm trying to do this and I'm on a diet and whatever mm. else and it's really fun to see the actual response when you like clear away that kind of mental chatter yeah that's I really relate to that as well of that kind of like when you do get asked that question you immediately like no and then it like passes up and then goes through like a social conditioning mill of like oh but I shouldn't say that because then I'm gonna be too much and oh but I don't I don't want to like impose my will on people and then you just like yeah that pause happens while the messaging goes up from your body and into your mind and then comes out of your mouth (laughs) and then like the whole time your body is going but that's not what we wanted to say (laughs) like and that's the thing and that's where I'm like I think human design gives so like such a practical thing because it's like how how aware can you be of how many times a day you actually go you know for a generator a manifesting generator it's like how many times do you actually cross that response like how many times I sort of I did this with a friend who's she asked me about the system and I'm like yes and you (laughs) you know love it when people around me ask me about the system but she is a manifesting generator and I'm like you know just go through like go through a day and see how many times you say no when you mean yes or yes when you mean no and like it's just even like an awareness thing it's like you can't you know not that you can't you can be super radical with it but you know generally in our jobs or in our lives or in you know with people you're sometimes going to make a decision that crosses your response but it's just interesting to be aware of like how many times you actually do that in a day and could I listen to myself a little bit more like it's like in Madison's term it's like what's one percent more you know could I like listen to that response one percent more each day and slowly slowly get to you know a place where I'm actually making decisions as myself and not running it up through that whole mental processing system and spitting out this answer that is, you know, like two truths and a lie. Like, like it's just this, you know, spitting out this thing that's just not actually what you wanted to do. Yeah. And I love what you said, like, about the, the group text example as well, because that's something I, like, super can't relate to. <laughs> but I think it's helpful to be like, oh, yeah, other people don't think about the world the way I think about the world and experience yeah. it in that way. And just that... Yeah, there's these different needs and ways of communicating and being. Yeah, and I think that's like that's one of that's one of the biggest things that I take away from human design too is like this self acceptance, but also then a compassion for all the people around me. Because the more charts I look at, the more I'm like, I, you know, I've seen charts that have the same definition as me. So just, you know, two centers defined the same channel. And then we still have like all the substructures different. Like there's still so many differences in the chart. It's like, even when it with a chart so similar, we're still geared to make, you know, decisions based off different things and communicate slightly different. And so it just like the more charts I look at, I'm like, of course we don't function the same. 
of course we don't all fit into the same school system. Of course, you know, like I can't expect all all the people on my team to work the same way or learn the same way because like it, it just felt like harbors this really like deep compassion to how different we actually all are supposed to be. And then kind of a sadness in that like we don't realize that we don't recognize that and we even sort of you know we squish ourselves into these little boxes when there's just such a like different differentiated version of yourself that's like just like screaming to be expressed Mm -hmm. yeah like oh I was just going to say, like, even, like, as, as an employer, because I, yeah, because I have all my employees' charts, I even just look at that and I'm just, like, blown away at how different, how, you know, the different combinations and how you can then, and this is the part where I'm, like, it gives a language to what you're already doing because I'll watch them go about their day and I'll watch them as a team and they'll, you know, watch little different bits and pieces and I'm just like, oh, I can see your, you know, this and that or I can see, you know, the people with a defined route versus the people without a defined route. Like we make coffee. So it's like fast paced, lively. And I'm like a defined route person can handle the pressure. They're fine. Like, but putting an undefined route person on the coffee machine when it's busy as like when it's, when you're having to move so quickly and there's this like external pressure of obviously the customers are standing there and looking at their watches and like there's this real external pressure and I'm like I can see the differences in the way just that center like shows up in you know some a mundane situation like that and like to be able to use that and then sort of play to everyone's strengths as opposed to trying to you know force people into positions that they're just not built for um Mm. is really like it that's that's one of like the ways I like to actually see it you know used in real life Mhm mhm yeah so so we know we are a generator <laughs> we know we should be responding and that's our strategy yes correct yes so that is strategy when then this the second part of that is the authority that's on the chart it is on the chart yeah. so um usually what's on your chart you've got your type your strategy you've got your signature and your not self theme which is linked to what type you are so for a generator strategy to respond signature is satisfaction and not self theme is frustration um so they're like the two signposts of you know satisfaction yes i followed my response mechanism frustration i fucking crossed it oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's okay (laughs) this Um, will be an explicitly labeled episode (laughs) my bad it's fine Um, it's fine the yeah and so like frustration is your signpost that you know you've crossed your sacral response and then normally after that you should have your authority listed and so for 50% of the population or roughly 50%, it's going to be emotional um, because that is the strongest sense, the most powerful center in the body at the moment. Um, and it kind of changes throughout, you know, um, evolution. You know, we started off being like splenic beings. So it's like instincts, fight or flight, you know, are we going to survive? It had to be this really like heightened thing. Then we went up into the mind, the mind being the awareness center, and now we're in the solar plexus, which is, you know, the emotional awareness um, and emotional attunement and that sort of thing. So 50% of people will automatically have their authority as emotional. And then it sort of goes dependent on what centers you have defined 
that determines your authority. So you've got your 50% being emotional and then I don't know the, the percentages, but the next one then is sacral. And so that's, you know, so that the other half of your generator types, your generator types will either be emotional or sacral. Beyond that, you can have your spleen as your authority. You can have ego, you can have your G center, and then you can have what's called like no inner authority. And that is something like a sounding board where you verbalize and you have to either soundboard with someone, hear your own voice, or for the reflector, it's it's waiting the actual twenty eight day cycle. <laughs> and my best friend, like, so it's one of the like, there's reflectors are like one percent of the population, and my best friend is a reflector. So like the second chart or third chart I ever saw was a reflector, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. Um, and it's really interesting to see how like there's just not a lot of information, and it's a very vague like just because there are so few people. There's like you know. We learn through stories. We learn through, you know, externalizing our experience and then, you know, integrating and learning new things about how other people experience something. So there's just, yeah, there's so little about that authority. But that's classed as like having no inner authority. Mm. And that should always be, yeah, your authority should always be written on the chart. And so that you then are using that to kind of drive you towards your signature and avoid your frustration yeah your yeah. not self yeah it's like um and it, you know we can never avoid our not self but we can be aware of when we're not self and then use it as a signpost to be like oh okay you know something's gone wrong somewhere i haven't followed my authority somewhere i have you know crossed my own boundaries or crossed my own response mechanism but yeah so you're always going for so for a generator your authority is kind of driving you towards that satisfaction or frustration, depending if you're listening to it. A manifester is peace and anger. A reflector is surprise and disappointment. And the projector is success and bitterness. Um, and so they all have like a slightly Oh, those feel flavor. really like edgy. I don't know why. <laughs> like just yeah. bitterness is quite a intense thing to feel I think as a projector I'm like oh I know bitterness I know bitterness (laughs) (laughs) like you know when I when I don't wait for an invitation and I insert myself you know projectors are really when they're not following their strategy it's like we can see things and we can because we we're here to guide energy whatever that is whether it's like you know a system whether it's a team whether it's a person whether it be whatever the system is we're here to guide energy and so if I insert myself somewhere where I have not been invited it's just it, it'll be rejected and then I'm here going I get so bitter because I'm like but I can see how it would work so much better and you're not listening <laughs> to my advice and like it's just yeah it's a whole it's a whole thing but yeah bitterness and yeah it all of them have that slightly different you know frustration and anger uh still different things like there's there's Mm -hmm. a very like it's an it's an energetic signature that you're kind of going towards or or away from but yeah and your your authority is kind of that next level of like you know which part of the body is actually here to help you make those decisions I'm just like uh... (laughs) so I don't like I maybe that's a good thing to because maybe people are kind of listening being like okay 
um that like what to, that now i in my little life actually like do now yeah what do people like they've got the chart they've kind of listened and been like okay i've got i get what these four words on the chart are kind of directing me to and from like now what it depends it's like if you've got your you know those few little words it's like well you can take that to respond and go and play with it like it's something that you can kind of experiment with straight away and just to see because human design doesn't ask you like it's not a belief system it doesn't ask you to believe any of these things it wants you to test it out like it wants you to you know really test okay can I feel this gut response can I feel this sacral response can I can I feel that moving towards something or away from something in my body and does my life you know feel more authentic and you know and it's not always that like life gets better when you use your strategy and authority because often we've been making decisions from the mind and the authority comes in and like blows them up and you're like what the hell everything is falling apart Mm -hmm. and it's getting rid of those things that the mind made decisions for. But so like, obviously there's, you know, you can go through and you can experiment with even just those few little words. There is, like I said, so much information. If people want to go deeper into it, like Jovian Archive, there's a bunch of free stuff. Then there's a bunch of like quite cheap lectures that you can purchase. You know, you can buy just, I think the type ones are free and they're like two hours long each. So if someone was like, (laughs) okay, I, I don't, I still, I was like, I still don't get this. You know, I still, what does responding mean? What do you mean? Like there's definitely good source material that you can get for free or really cheap. Otherwise, yeah, the idea then is, you know, to book with someone who's had a, like who's been in the system and is living their type. Because when you look at that as like a whole, there's so many things. And that's, I think, why it's really hard to give like really specific Yeah. Yeah, because you look at the chart and you're like, oh, you're supposed to be, you know, there's just so many things that can kind of contradict itself if you don't Mm. see the whole thing. So I'm really wary about being like giving some sort of generalized (laughs) advice. And that's because it's the whole point. It's like we're supposed to be so different. And it's like if you if you can get someone who knows what they're looking at to guide you through that that's where you're going to kind of get, like, I suppose, the best introduction to how to use the system in, mm. in your actual life. Otherwise there's, yeah, like I said, Jovian Archive. Mm. But it's really just about, like, it's it's that strategy and authority and it's, like, experimenting with it. It's, like, I used, like, I can use an example from my life that I just did in the last few days because I'm still, like, it's, a, it's just, a, like, a lifelong thing because, we can be like, oh, yeah, I'm really in my strategy and I'm, I've am i been waiting for all these invitations and then something comes up and I act too quickly and I'm like, oh, damn, there's the bitterness because it didn't wait. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't, just because you do it a couple of times doesn't mean that you've like, that you're properly living it. But like an example, you know, I super, super mundane first world problem example, I'm picking where to go for my holiday. And I'm like, this place or that place? And I don't have a response. So I'm just like, and because it's not involving so projectors with the waiting for an invitation things that don't necessarily involve the energetics of others don't necessarily need a like an explicit invitation so then I lean on my authority to make the decision so because I'm going by myself and so my authority is self-projected which is I talk and talk and talk until I can hear the difference like I can hear the answer in my voice 
And it's often really clear for people around me as well when I've made my decision because they're like, you're deaf, like you, you keep talking about this or your, light, you, you know, your voice lights up when you're talking about this versus that. Like, so I spent like five days talking to literally everyone around me <laughs> <laughs> about these different you know, decisions and I can feel my mind going, okay, well, this one's cheaper, this one's closer, this one's less travel, you know, doing all the reasons, like the logical reasons, the mind is, is doing all the things, doing its whole process of trying to make a decision. And it's like I was very aware of that process happening and I'm like, I'm not going to make a decision that way. I like I refused. I was like, I'm not going to make a decision based on any of these reasons. So it took like I've been kind of sitting on it for like a month or so, but it, it took like once I decided, okay, yeah, we're looking at this again. It took five days for me to finally come to a point where it's like, well, I was just talking about one place and I was just like you could you could hear the change in my voice. Like everyone's like, you know, my mum is like, you're going to Paris, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, I'm going to Paris. <laughs> but it's like that. So that was my authority that I then used, you know, because obviously I don't need, didn't need the invitation for this particular instance. It's like that authority. It's like I couldn't make a decision until there was that change. And so, you know, using it for little things like that. And I mm. think especially with, you know, like generators with the response mechanism and, and things like that too. It's like you can respond to what you're going to have for breakfast. You can respond to whether you want to go for a walk or not. You can respond to, you know, if somebody asks you a question or if there's something in front of you, like there's, there's so many things that you can respond to and it's starting to discern like is this a yes, is this a no. Mm. It starts to build trust when you do it in those like little you know, little decisions in life so that when you do come to a bigger decision that has more weight, has more risk, has more, you know, whatever you want to call it, there's a trust built up with your own body so that when you do get, you know, you've got this big decision on a job or moving somewhere or a relationship or whatever it is, it's like you can trust that that response is here that's looking after you and it's taking you in the right direction because you've seen it confirmed like over and over and over. Mm. Like, when I cross my authority, like I've said yes to things and I can hear it in my voice and I've said yes for some other mental reason, I can hear in my voice that I'm not really keen on it, oh, I'm always bitter. It doesn't, it does, you know, it doesn't result how I wanted it to. It definitely doesn't feel successful, which is my signature. It just, like I, it, it always, every time I go against it, it confirms like for me that I should just, you know, like if I'd listened to that, you know, I would have spared myself that bitterness or that, mm. you know, feeling like it's almost like it's a waste of energy. Like it's almost like I've just wasted my energy on, on things like that mm. um, when I've crossed my own authority. Yeah, that's really because I'm like using a holiday example again. I know that if I'm like thinking of different places and then I plug in the dates to like the website and then it's like sold out for certain days and then that gives me the thing to respond to where I'm just like, either I'm like, okay, well, I don't really care that it's sold out. Or I'm like, oh my God, it's sold out. I really want to go. <laughs> and like, that that's kind of more how like, yeah, that sort of responsive way of doing it. Of like I needed, that gives me the yes or no of, do you want to go to this place? Because yeah. either you can or you can't. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And it's like, it's, yeah, so many different little decisions that you can do that with. And, yeah, I, I like I said, even with, you know, my staff, and I'm like, do you want this or that for lunch? 
and you're thinking about those little things so that they start it's it's like a it's it's like a muscle like and Mm -hmm. because we've been trained for you know most of us our entire lives to not follow it you know we're, we're trained to make the logical decision to make the smart choice like whatever you want to call you know whatever saying is going to be there it's like the brain and it's like you need to retrain that response mechanism for sacral beings like for 70 percent of the population because they're walking around making decisions not from their you know response mechanism they're making decisions from the brain and so it's just this thing that like I find that you just practice mm. and it's real like it's a, it's like a, it's that real experiment because it's just in every little position and every little situation in life like when you become more aware it's just it's just funny how often we cross ourselves mm. and once you are actually aware of that and you're looking out for it, you know for the sake of being it's that it is literally like a moving forward, the body moves forward or, you know, for a manifesting generator who moves a bit quicker, it's like the body might just get up. You know, when I say to my husband, I'm like, do you want to go for dinner? And he might not answer me, but he'll just get up and start doing it. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, that's a yes then. Like, all right then. But it's like, you know, can we, um, like, can we listen to the body and like actually pay attention to what it's doing? Like for me also, like because mine's self-projected, so it's the G center, it kind of lives in the chest. And I'm like, I often, even before I start speaking, I know my answer, but I still need to hear it. But often it'll be like a like a heat in my chest when it's like a yes. And so when you know which part of the body you're sort of listening out for, you know, the splenic system is this like short, sharp voice. It speaks once. If you miss it, you've missed it. Like so somebody who's not looking out for that, who doesn't realize that that is, you know, a thing in their chart is probably going to miss it or is going to hear it and go, oh, but that doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to keep doing this mm-hmm. because a lot of, I think I heard once that, you know, like your sacral response and your splenic response um, or your, your splenic hit, it's like, if you can explain it, it wasn't, that it wasn't it. Like if you can res- explain your response, it means you've made the decision from your mind because if it was a real response you'd just be like oh it was just a yes Mm -hmm. or it was just a no and same with the spleen it's like if if the spleen I don't have like uh, my spleen's undefined um but from what I get with people who have defined spleens it's like they can walk into a place and they just get a no and it's un like it's unhealthy for them to stay once they're split because spleen is like your immune system it's the health is is this healthy for me or not and so if a splenic person walks into a place and gets a no, I've heard so many stories where they're like, I didn't listen to it. I ended up getting food poisoning or, you know, little things like that where like the body knew and if you're not attuned to it, you don't listen to it and you sort of suffer the consequence. And that's also correct because, you know, we've got to learn. Like we, mm-hmm. you know, we learn from from our experiences, but it's, yeah, it's just this added layer of like awareness and this added layer of knowing what to actually look out for and, and listen and what part of the body is going to speak the loudest in your system. Because mm. it's the same, like, I have friends and I'll do a reading or a, not a reading because I'm not a, a, like, analyst or anything like that, but, you know, like, talk human design with them. And she's like, oh, but, but what do you mean you don't have a sacral response? And so, like, all the, you know, even the advice in, like, the wellness world or the spiritual world and it's like, follow your gut. 
you know, your gut response or your gut instinct or follow, you know, your intuition. And it's like, well, I don't have my sacral center and I don't have my spleen defined. So I can't rely on those being a consistent voice. Like it doesn't mean that I don't have them at all, but it's just like it's not a consistent voice in my system that I can rely on. Mm -hmm. And so all that homogenized advice, even in the, you know, spiritual worlds, is still not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, yeah. you know. And which is great because it. you know it's not, but that how many people out there are like, there's something wrong with me because I can't listen to my gut. <laughs> yeah. And even before, it's just like, you know, when people would say that and I would have no resonance. I would have no mm. like, mm, I don't know what, like I, and then, it you know, until, like, yeah. and it's until you know it and you're like, oh, like, am I just not in tune with it? Do I need to work harder to, yeah. you know, get in touch with it? And it just creates this whole other like snowball of problems where I'm like trying mm. to listen to a voice that's not always there. And, you know, if I tried to make a decision based on that, it would probably take me down the complete wrong path because mm. that's not how my body's supposed to work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is, and and as you're talking, I was really thinking like, how interesting the way that I've kind of set up these questions, which are quite brain led in terms of like, okay, so we've got the things, how do we use it and like, do it properly? (laughs) Whereas actually, it's like, as always, it's the stripping away all of that which is like our nature, I think, to be like, okay, I've got this chart and now I need to study it with my brain and use my brain to come up with a way to use it. And actually and what it is, it. is to just like, I'm not going to try to use it in inverted commas. I'm just going to like sink into my body. Yeah. And that's like sink into your body. Oh, like that, that sounds like exactly what it's, what you, we do with it. It's that, it's that embodied awareness because it's not like another thing that you can be like tick and flick. I responded today, you know, you know, know, add to the list and go, you know, done. But it's Mm. like bringing the awareness back and building trust with your own body and seeing whether that actually leads you towards things, you know, as a generator, when they're, you know, I've, I know some generators who are like, they are properly responding. Like they are so in their, response mechanism and you can see like all these different opportunities coming to them and it's just these things that you couldn't dream up and if she you know or if they'd gone out and tried to push or force or it's this thing with like generators and managers in particular it's just like if I like there's almost a FOMO of of waiting for something to respond to. If I say no to something, is something else gonna come? <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex is laughing because I just made the biggest face. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's, just, it's like this, you know. If I there's no trust in in our own nature. It's like a projector who doesn't want to wait for the invitation. But if I I think back at my life and I look at the things I've tried to initiate, and they just fall flat on their face. Like they literally just fall flat on their face. Whereas the cafe, I was invited into that and it's been a massive success. Even like human design, I was invited into that system. You know, someone invited me to have a reading. I didn't find it myself. And it's been really like, I love this system. It's I I listen and study and looking at lectures. And I, you know, like you said, I see the whole world through this like lens now. And to me, that feels like success. And then I've had people, you know, 
know, give me the recognition and invite me into, oh, my God, like, you know, I've had a friend who said we were just chatting because when I started learning more and more and more, I just, you know, talked to whoever would listen, you know, friend-wise. It's just like, oh, I learned this new thing today and I learned this and they're like, you know, I would pay for this. I, I want this. How do I get this? Like you should do something and that's an invitation for me. It's a recognition of what I was doing and an invitation to do something with it. And I'm like, if I, I feel like if I tried to do it myself and insert myself into it, probably bitter, like mm. bitterness. And it's the same. It's like the generators or mani- manifesting generators who don't wait and just say yes to everything, start using up their energy for the things that are a no and they don't have the space for things to come in. They don't have the space to magnetize the actual, you know, the, the real true opportunities that they're, you know, destined for because they're too busy saying yes to all these things out of, you know, either conditioning, I should do this, I can't disappoint this person, or, yeah, what if nothing else comes? Mm. So I have to respond to yes, even though their body's like, it's a no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm literally here like, oh, <laughs> because it is like, and you kind of rethink or think that kind of very sort of, I don't want to say hustle culture, but we that this kind of thing of like, you just have to, you know, do the thing, you know, just go do the thing. And actually I can't do the things. I need something, I need to respond. Yeah. It's like the whole, like the hustle culture is like to an extent for manifestors who can have the idea and do the thing, but like they're still waiting for their natural cycle. So it's like kind of, but not. And then I find like people who have a defined ego, like they also have this willpower. They have this willpower to go and get the thing done. So they have the energy to get the thing done. So, but that's like a quite small percentage of the population who have, you know, either of those two things. And it's like the rest of us are here being told to, you know, be consistent in our businesses and be like, you know, have a strategy when half of us are not supposed to have a strategy. Half of us are right beings and are receptive. So it's like, there's just so many parts of the chart where, you know, we're being told to be successful. We have to do this, this, and this, especially like in the business world. It's like an example with the cafe. It's like my brain used to tell me I need to stay open until five. I'll get all the customers, blah, blah, blah. I need to have long opening hours because I need to please everyone and be open for everyone. And like my body doesn't want to work after two o'clock. <laughs> it really doesn't. I Part of my, you know, in my substructure and stuff, it's like I work best in the mornings and during the day. And it's like once I hit two o'clock, I'm like, I'm done. And I've probably, you know, overworked my sacral a little bit being around everyone. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just like I turn into a blob. And so I'm like I change the opening hours of the cafe down from five to like one thirty. And we make the same amount of money. Mm. And it's like, if I had just listened to that earlier, I could have like, you know, had listened saved to my body. Saved a lot body. of bitterness. <laughs> like I saved a lot of, and, and that is it. Like so I'd be bitter because I'm there at five o'clock and there's been no customers, but I'm here because I've got to clean up and, you know, all the mm. things. And, you know, I stayed open because I, you know, I had to stay open for the people and like one person came. And it's mm. like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be super bitter because my energy and my body is like, we don't work after two, <laughs> you know. And in the business world or in the, you know, I, I always kind of joke and I'm like, I would be a business coach's worst nightmare because they would be like, this is how we do it. And I'd be like, no, I'm not doing <laughs> this. You know, I'm just not. My, that's I, It's a no from me. You know, as so many people, because we opened a new, like we redid the cafe, we redesigned it. And it was a much bigger space, bigger kitchen, you know, 
kind of probably suited to nighttime and everyone's like oh my god are you gonna do dinner and I'm like absolutely not like no I don't care what kind of like how good a business idea it it looks like and it's just like my body is a solid no for working at night so I'm not gonna do it Mm. and that's a very like you know bricks and mortar business kind of thing but it's just in every business it's like how many times do we do the thing because that's what we're told we need to do to be successful and how many times does that just feel wrong like it just feels incorrect in our bodies and it's like well there's a reason for that Mm. and that's where like that's that thing again where human design gives me the language to go no this is why this is why I can't have a strategy or I when you know when I try and implement one it just doesn't work for me or this is why I can't be consistent in you know certain aspects of my charts because I'm undefined there it's like I don't have the consistent energy to show up in that space. And it's like it gives you that compassion to be like, okay, like I, I can see why I can't do it the way, you know, things are supposed to be done and how would I rather do it? Mm. Yeah, love that. That feels like a nice, <laughs> a nice like little wrap up to leave. Unless you, if you've got anything else, well, I mean, I know you've got anything else to say about <laughs> human design, Always. but is there anything that you feel like is a something that people definitely need to take with them or we have they got enough <laughs> I mean again it's just like strategy and authority it's like a strategy mm-hmm. and authority and you know that self-acceptance piece it's like they're the there's the goal of not that there's even like there's not even a goal like but that's the whole point of the system is to be yourself and to love who you are while being yourself and so it's just yeah strategy and authority and yeah, loving who you are without trying to squeeze yourself into a box Lovely. and to not get su- and, and to not get sucked <laughs> into the pop hd that's going on yeah. on social media <laughs> ignore the memes <laughs> well the memes are hilarious but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones that tell you the ones that you know, are trying to create, you know, more, like we said, you know, a persona or a this that you have to put on. Mm-hmm. Ignore those ones. <laughs> okay. So if people want to come and find your non-meme account, <laughs> where are the best places for them to come and talk to you or just connect with you and find out more? Um, I am Witch in the Hut, which has a story, uh, but I am Witch in the Hut on Instagram and my website is also um, just Witch in the Hut. And, yeah, you won't find any like, teaching or anything like that. I, I'm a fourth line, uh, so I'm just, like, externalising my experience and showing and teaching through my own experience. Um, but I also have sessions and mentor ships and stuff like that on the website so yeah witch in the hut which i will soon be in an actual hut in a forest <laughs> so it will be it's just you know I'm, I'm just creating my own reality here yeah also follow if you love huts and tiny houses in forests <laughs> yes yes any links that we mentioned will be in the show notes on my website at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and you can find me and Annika on Instagram. I'm at simpleandseason and she's at witch underscore in the underscore hut. If you have a friend who you think would really enjoy this episode then please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too. Until next time, I hope you grow a song.